I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. Good to have you guys here today. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about some kind of current event kind of things, things that are going on. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about Elon Musk and Twitter. That's sort of a big topic. But uh, we're going to talk about what's going on in Ukraine, some things, uh, some things here in our own country. Uh, And the whole, all of this, everything we're going to talk about today is wrapped in this idea of prayer. And so we'll talk about the importance of prayer. Does it really change things? Does it matter? How do we do it? How do we engage? And so I'm excited to have the uh, CEO and president of Intercessors for America with me. His name is Dave Kubal. He's been on before and uh, enjoyed the conversation then. In fact, he was in our studios here for some broadcast shows just yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. And those those air, actually, his, his program airs on July 4th, which is an interesting thing with the way broadcast uh, works. We're, it's one, one reason I like the live. You get things here on the live uh, show because we're here today. We're talking about what's going on right now. Uh, somebody like Mayor can have a little input because chat is open. So I invite you to be a part of the conversation. Um, hit share, hit like, hit follow, hit subscribe, and welcome my guest today, Dave Kubal. Dave, great to have you back on Life Today Live. Um, Randy, great to be with you again, sir. So um, there's a lot going on, and I want to kind of yeah. run across the board. I'd, I'd, I'd really like to start with Ukraine because. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of a weird deal because like it was twenty four seven news for about the first week, couple yeah. weeks, and and now we kind of see updates on it. We know there's a war going on over there, but um, what are you seeing? What what are you seeing? What are you doing? How are you praying? What's 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 your view of Ukraine right now? Well, I tell you, for the six point five million refugees that have been displaced, uh, their lives have changed dramatically, even though we don't see it as much in the press today. So, uh, I mean, the the effects of this unprovoked aggression by President Putin are, you know, simply the, the biggest we've seen in our lifetime, you and I, Randy, um, you know, since World War II, there has not been this kind of destruction. So uh, it's amazing. But just to give you a little backstory of our background, Intercessors for America with Ukraine is, we were actually approached a couple of years ago by a couple of leaders from Ukraine, church leaders who said, we wanna start Intercessors for Ukraine. And we thought, well, okay, we don't really do that, but gosh, we feel God behind this. And so we supported them and um, helped them build a webpage and this and that. And and they got prayer mobilized all across the country of, of Ukraine and it was, uh, really amazing. And, and Randy, um, what's really cool in a way, but difficult to talk about in another way is their desire was to see a revival in the country of, UK, of Ukraine, regardless of what it took. Mm. So now fast forward two years and it's incredible destruction, you know, thousands of lives lost. And like I said, 6.5 million plus people have been displaced. And so we uh, we actually worked with a group of people to sponsor a million meals, if you can imagine that, boxed, bagged here in the U.S., flown over and delivered in, in actually in Warsaw, Poland, and then shipped across the border. And, um, and then our intercessors for Ukraine took those 
those meals and distributed them all throughout the country, uh, mm -hmm. way in the far uh, eastern side of the country, Sumy, uh, Kirkev, um, some in Kiev. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I mean, it's our leader of intercessors for, for Ukraine is from Sumy. And mm -hmm. so anyways, long story short, uh, when they present these foods, they're presenting the gospel. And men and women are coming to Christ right and left. They're saying it's, it's a revival that's going on over there. People are crying out for desperation, in desperation for hope from God. And, and so um, in the midst of all of the pain, difficulty, destruction, and death, you know, God's still being glorified. That, I, I, and on one hand, I, that doesn't surprise me because, you know, it, it is sort of human nature is when, when things go bad, we, we look for hope. And fortunately, a lot of people do look to God. Um, and in the cities you mentioned, well, I don't know if everybody knows the, the terrain of Ukraine, but I mean, you're talking in some really hard hit eastern areas where oh, yeah. they're, I mean, they're occupied right now. Um, yeah. And, and there have been a lot of just horrible atrocities going on. What... On the flip side of that, you know, and this is not my view, obviously, but I, I could see how someone would say, well, you started praying for Ukraine and then they got invaded and they're getting slaughtered. Where, you know, what, what kind of God is that that, that lets that happen? Are, are you getting any yeah. of those, you know, deep, troubling questions uh, that, that people are struggling with? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the question of pain and suffering you know, and humankind has been a question that, you know, we've all raised before God. And uh, I mean, there's evil. There's absolutely no doubt there's evil. Yeah. And really to understand the co conflict correctly, you need to understand President Putin's mindset and the Russian mindset. And it actually goes back centuries at this point to the czars and what I believe was a territorial spirit that was released into the lives of these czars that we know of in history to conquer and conquest uh, the land. And so when the Soviet Union was broken up, uh, it was a great devastation to, um, to this, this thought, <laughs> this maybe territorial spirit, spirits. And as a result of that, um, they're being using every attempt that they can in order to get this vast Soviet Union, these, uh, uh, this area of the globe that has been controlled by czars for centuries back under their, under their grips. So yeah, I mean, there's pain and suffering going on and, and unfortunately that's what the evil one does. You know, it's, it's in, interesting that you frame it that way. And, and I have listened to some experts on, on uh, Russia and, and they say the same thing, several, yeah. some of the historians, especially how it's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it was called the Soviet Union for a while, but it goes all the way back to the czars and and this ambition for conquest. Yep. And you you called it a spirit, um, which goes right to the heart of what you do, which is prayer, yeah. which is yeah. saying that we're fighting not just with you know tanks and bullets, but yeah. we're fighting. I don't know. There's this phrase I've heard: principalities and powers. Yeah. I, I very much see it that way. I, I'm guessing that's what you you know, your sort of your approach to warfare is, is we're yeah. not, you know, you're providing meals, not tanks or bullets, but yeah. you're also fighting on a spiritual level. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I have not had great visions of what the spiritual realm looks like, but what I know is the scriptures and the scriptures, 
like in Daniel. So it talks about a territorial spirit that Daniel was praying uh, against and how through Daniel's prayers and intercession that he released angelic beings to fight this spiritual battle that's going on behind the scenes. And of course, as you alluded to in the New Testament, talks about how we don't battle against flesh and blood, but against powers and, and principalities. And so, you know, there's a spiritual element to everything in life, and especially in this particular instance. Yeah, I want to show people the website. Um, this is the website, ukrainemeals.com. If you want to help with Intercessors for mm-hmm. America, uh, provide ongoing meals uh, to the refugees. You can do that. Of course, Life Outreach International is active. We've had a life centers there for a couple decades now. Uh, fortunately, they're on the western side, and some of the safe houses that, that we have are like overlook the Polish mountains, uh, hmm. and and so our guys are good. Now they've been going into Kiev and some of the other areas, uh, and so it, it's going to take a big team. And I think oh, the church, yeah. you know, Absolutely. you see anybody out there in the name of jesus helping people in ukraine i would encourage you to be a part of that uh here's the website by the way ukrainemeals.com i'll put that in the chat for those of you that can see the chat um i have a question from the audience on this idea mm-hmm. of the territorial spirits um who do you think is going to win in the, in the short term here do you think putin's going to be able to hold the land i guess would be the question yeah, well, first of all, let's recognize the miracle of uh, such a small army of Ukraine fighting off supposedly a world power and <laughs> delaying the, the conquest that Putin said it would take a couple of days to capture Kiev. And here we are now, foreign consulates are moving their people back to Kiev. And mm-hmm. so, you know, let's recognize that. But, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a slow, um, slow slog. It's a very difficult position for NATO and, and for our our uh, administration to know how far to get involved because it could quickly escalate in, into um, a much larger conflict and and we don't want that at all. So it's it's a fine balance. How do you protect freedom and how do you protect the globe from a potential third world world war? It's it's very difficult. So our president's been sending over um, hundreds of millions, uh, billions at this point of uh, weapons. And uh, that's really aided the Ukrainian army and, and provided them success. But Randy, I want to tell you this. So in the midst of that, the military, uh, the uh, intercessors have been praying, right? So the intercessors found out about a Russian airdrop of paratroopers that was scheduled. And so they put, got to their knees and started praying. And Randy, there was a wind that came up as soon as these paratroopers jumped out of the plane. This wind that was so strong that the wind blew them from Ukrainian territory back into Russia. <laughs> so, you know, God's being glorified through all of this. <laughs> you, know, it, you know, it reminds me of Dunkirk. Yeah. You yeah. know, where you, 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 these things happen. And yeah, yeah, I've got an explanation for it. It was fog. It was wind. Okay. Well, you know, who creates, I know, right? Who who creates the fog and the wind? And and I think sometimes we we rush to the scientific explanation. uh, But when you you look at the whole thread and you go, okay, here's these people pleading to God. 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a wind comes up and blows the enemy, uh, you know, back to where they came from. I yeah. you gotta just objectively. I mean, as a believer, yeah, I, I want to believe that that's God working in His ways. I think just objectively, you gotta go. That's a little unusual. That's that's <laughs> a little Dunkirkish, right? Right. I don't know that. I, I don't. I don't know that I can just you know lean on my own understanding and, and completely follow that. So I I think that's fabulous, and I think that's encouragement um, for us to continue. No, absolutely. To pray. Uh, it, now there's well, been, go ahead. I just want to jump off on a topic that's not talk, talked about much in the news, and it's the psychological warfare that President Putin is playing right now. Mm-hmm. As people are in those territories, uh, those areas on the western side of the country, he's doing everything he can to scare them to stay in place. As you know, he's um, been um, bombing the green zones where um, peaceful civilians are able to leave. Yep. Recently, of course, he attacked the um, the bus station, and I think it was 50 uh, civilians were killed. He's doing all of this to get people to stay in place so that he can rule them. His generals, his armies are going into these cities, and the Russian military forces are saying to the local mayors of these cities, tell your people to stay where they are and no harm will come to them. It's all this psychological warfare that's going on in order order for Putin, the territorial spirits to come in and rule over these people. That's very interesting. Uh, That's a great observation. And now I'll shift slightly, but in the same vein. I think we're seeing some of that in the West. Uh, this what we call you know gaslighting, psychological warfare, controlling yeah. the information, not yeah. letting you see both sides of an issue. It yeah. seems like the the there is a, a spirit of controlling uh, not just territories but people's minds. Yeah, uh, what are you what are you seeing on on that front? I mean, and that tail dovetails right into into what we're seeing with the battle over Twitter as well. It just seems yeah. like. There is a real battle going on to control the way people think. Yeah. Well, it's amazing to come out of this COVID cloud, <laughs> you know, and, you know, the masks are off in airplanes, which I am so grateful for. And um, the day that uh, the the judge struck down that law, I was flying. And in the morning, everybody had masks. Yeah. <laughs> By the evening, everybody had their masks off. And I was standing uh, on one of the buses um uh standing next to this woman who was a nurse and <clears throat> her we were she was kind of you know uh we were winking at each other because we had our masks off and she came up and started talking to me and she said she was a nurse in the military and that she could not believe at the lack of critical thinking that occurred in the previous two years when it came to COVID. she just was and you know we've seen it we've heard it um, but there's, you know, an eyewitness that that described that. It is absolutely amazing the cloud of confusion, the cloud of uh, COVID cloud that was brought over so many countless millions, if not billions, in order to control them. It it was amazing. Now we're able to come out of it a little bit and point at those different mm-hmm. lines of misinformation or or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I w- I was flying too, and. Uh, when I landed, I got on a shuttle bus to go to a parking lot, 
mm-hmm. and I just popped open you know the news and I saw that the judges yeah. struck that down. And I was like, they didn't tell us on my flight. We, we were masked <laughs> the whole way. And I was like, you know, and, and everybody is. I talked to some other guys because we had some people flying in for broadcast the same time I was flying, and they said, yeah, one guy, his first flight, uh, I think DC to Atlanta, they were masked, and then his second flight, they weren't. And I was yeah. like, yeah, we didn't get the memo in mind. But, you know, hey, when I bought the ticket, I agreed to wear a mask, so no no, no harm, no foul. Um, I am, I informed the crew on one flight what happened. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I was I was so ready to take it off. And they said, well, you know, until we get our, you know, whatever, whatever. But right. like, All right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's it's bigger than the mask thing because I, I, I've got – I know people, and I know you do too, maybe you're one of them, who they're like, you know, they, they hate the mask. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm, you're not going to, you know. And I'm like, what, whatever. To me, that that's not the, the, the main thing. The main thing is, is truth and honesty mm-hmm. and yeah. allowing people to critically think instead of yeah. just be – you I know, agree, man. Heard it. I agree. Just and and it's and it's yeah. crazy. The, the the Twitter thing. Um, you said to me before we started that that you think this is a a, a great thing for oh. freedom, and I'm going. Oh my gosh! It's oh. sad when when just being able to say a man is a man and a woman is a woman, or to yeah. say even just to air your opinion. I don't think masks work. I mean, because that's what Fauci said before we started masking up, you know, right, uh, right. Or, or marriages between a man and a woman, which is what Barack Obama said when he ran for president. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, but saying those things could get you kicked off a, a worldwide major platform that is kind of like a discussion point for, for everything. Yeah. But this is, how did we get to this point? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> The whole rule of thumb of the left is don't waste a perfectly good emergency. And I mean, that's what we saw. I mean, they took this supposed emergency of COVID, which is real, you know, but, you know, they took it and they used every opportunity to take away our rights. And, you know, us at Intercessors for America, we've been, I'm sure you guys have too, Randy, we've been praying that that the long-term effects of our freedoms, religious freedoms, freedoms of speech, et cetera, would not be affected over the long term. And, and lo and behold, here comes Elon Musk. I was, we were mentioning, talking that off the air, I recently wrote an article in Musk We Trust <laughs> before the, the, his acquisition of Twitter was completed. And I tell you, I, I, I feel like there's a breath of fresh air <laughs> just in the last 24 hours you know, people are testing these keywords that would have got them kicked off 48 hours ago, mm-hmm. and they're not getting kicked off. You know, it's all about the ability to express our point of views and freedoms. You know, our founding fathers believed, and you and I, Randy, we believe that it's God that gives us rights, and it's government that has to implement God's rights. And God has freedom in his heart for us. And I, I think it's a fabulous day. There's also been a lot of stuff about you know christian nationalism things about that do you do you see america different in the way it was founded from other nations in a way that is biblically significant oh, yeah i don't even know where to begin on that <laughs> so I mean, let's start with a declaration of independence that um that our creator has given us rights no other country has their founding documents with that statement and those right those rights are for freedom for all i mean that that 
That it, that just it, is not out there. Is is that not uh, coming from the Magna Carta? Is that not in English and Canadian and maybe even like Australian? I don't know. I'm asking. Well, there are some of those statements, yeah, and you're right, in the Magna Carta it goes all the way back, but it is not a part of a founding document of a nation that mm. then goes and writes a constitution that is still in effect this day. Wow. So there were elements of that, you're, you're exactly okay. right. And then you apply on top of that, the, the founders of our nation that wrote our constitution and um, just for example, the separation, you asked, is it biblical? So the separation of powers that's, that's detailed out in our constitution, that comes from Isaiah 33, 22, that says that our Lord will be our judge, our lawmaker, and our king. These founding fathers of our country, they grew up in a, uh, in a after a, a great revival. And so they, largely had a biblical worldview. They understood the sinful nature of man. They understood mm. that, that, um, that power corrupts an individual. So a separation of powers was absolutely critical in order for, uh, for uh, our government to re remain pure. So, I, I mean, I could continue to talk about the biblical elements that are within the structure of our nation. Go to the amendments. The First Amendment, freedom of speech, yeah. freedom of religion, and no, may the government not establish a, a, a state church. So those are just some thoughts. What, what, what are Dave Kubal's, the CEO of Intercessors for America, what, what is your prayer for the uh, elections coming up in the fall? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, <laughs> yeah. as it is in heaven. There you go. God's values to be expressed through our government. Yeah, what do you say to the average person? Because, uh, gosh, there's <laughs> there's a lot to be prayerful about. Um, what, what, what do you, I, I don't know, this may be a dumb question, I'll risk it. Um, do you have sort of priorities list? Because, I mean, you know, you're talking abortion, you're talking the you know, gender confusion out there, you know, you're talking, I don't know, Supreme Court packing, maybe, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of issues that yeah. I think Americans should be concerned about. Uh, yeah. And, and our voice is at the ballot box, uh, yeah. largely. Um, yep. Do you have sort of a, you know, top, top five, top 10 kind of Approach yeah, you know, I've, I've never really thought about it that way, but, you know, as you listed off those different issues and you think of, you know, look at the scriptures. I mean, God created us male and female. Yeah. So gender issues needs to be, you know, very high. You know, God created and pre protected life. So life's got to be very high on our list. Um, and I think that, well, let me let me answer the question this way. I live in Virginia. I live in Loudoun County. And as you know, it's kind of the epicenter of a lot of things that yes, happen, in, yeah. including the incredible wave of conservative wins in, in politics in the state of Virginia last fall. Mm -hmm. And it all came uh, to a head. And you could hear the, the uh, air go out of um, um, the uh, uh, Youngkin's can, uh, opponent's uh, campaign when he said that parents should not have rights into what their kids are being taught at schools. Crazy. Craziness. Yeah. And, and when I saw that clip, I didn't watch the debate live. When I saw that clip, I thought, this is it. They spoke
what is unspoken. He spoke what is unspoken. And he's, and to me, that was the turning point. You see, for the progressive left, politics is their religion and government is their church. And so they try to implement their values through, through government. And people had had enough. And I believe that in Virginia is what we will see across this nation. People, people of faith, people not of faith, doesn't matter. People are tired of the leftist agenda that is so extreme and squelches their freedom so much that they're saying no more. We're not going to do it anymore. Yeah. All right. I got a softball question for you. You'll like this one. What do you say to the Christians, not the people who are not Christians who don't recognize the Bible as any kind of authority, don't even believe in God, to the Christians? What do you say to the Christians who say, well, you know, Jesus didn't run for office. Um, Christians, we just need to stay out of politics. This world is going to burn. It's going to hell. We just need to step back and stay out of it. What do you say to those Christians? No, I I get fired up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, related to that is Jesus is coming back tomorrow. Why should we care about today? Yeah, well, fortunately, I'm not a dispensationalist. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, Jesus says we should be salt and light. And uh, we should make a difference, and we should make disciples uh, of all people. So why is why is that just limited to within the four walls of the church? That does not make any sense at all. God created three institutions, very clear in Scripture. He created the family, He created the church, and He created government. In Romans chapter thirteen, verse one says that. God has created all authority. And if you go further down, I think it's verse seven or eight. Yep. It describes very specifically what government is for, and that is to protect the innocent from evil. That's pretty it, pretty pretty much it. Mm. And so, unless governmental leaders understand what evil is, they're not going to be able to protect us from that. And um, in order for a person to come to the conclusion that government is ungodly, they've got to ignore so much of the scripture. Is it's it's really um, not a, a valid point. In fact, if you look at our nation, this point was not even valid until the Johnson Amendment came and and put this blinder over the church uh, in the 1950s that said that we can't speak about politics in the church. It's ridiculous. It's within the last 50, 60 years, and and, uh, I believe that people are just fed up with it. And I believe that there's going to be a revival of people spilling out of the church into the civic arena making a difference. To... Those who uh, are afraid of, of religious influence in government life, as one who is involved in it, uh, you know, head of your organization, someone who's right there near D.C., someone who's yeah. active in things yeah. that we would call political, which yeah. uh, I believe is a bit of a, a little bit of ch- a chain. It's really much bigger than that. Um, what would you, if if you as a Christian, uh, had your way with the government and the way it ruled, what what would that look like? Because there's legitimately some people, because of <laughs> the echo chambers they've been in, they're afraid we're going to be, it's like a, a Christian Taliban. That was a phrase that was yeah. kicked around for a while. What, what's the biblical view of, of governing people, even when the people are not all uh, Christians? Well, you've asked a couple different questions there. Um, but very simply to ask your, answer your question, what do I want from government? Leave me alone. Yeah. Let me be free. Let me worship my God the way I want to worship. Yeah. 
And, you know, if you look at the distinction between the pilgrims and the Puritans, this is really the distinction that was going on. The, the uh, Puritans had this view that the church um, could influence government in order to implement the church's values. And on the flip side of it, you got the pilgrims who came over and said, we just want to be free. Just leave us alone. We want religious freedoms. And so I definitely go with that point of view of, of the, the pilgrims that just let me be, just let me worship my God my way. And don't tell me that um, my kids have got to learn these rules and, and whatever, whatever. Now, the, the sticking points are what happens when you have to talk about, about moral issues such as life um, in the protection of life, life in the womb. And it's at that, those levels that you need to really have um, God um, give wisdom to governmental leaders to protect the innocent, mm -hmm. to protect the most innocent mm -hmm. for those that are within the womb. So there, there's two different levels there. Um, um, and, and at the highest level, protection of the innocent is what's most important. That's, that's very interesting because a, a, a President Coupon would say, uh, let me worship as I want and let the uh, mosque down the street operate freely uh, yeah. and let the, the Jewish temple operate freely and let yeah. the atheists stay at home and watch golf on television, you know? Um, yeah. And, and I, I, I think if people understood that, you know, that clarity, because I'm with you right there, but yet protect the innocent, right? You know, um, yeah. then I, I think we come to a lot more agreement. All right, before I let you go, oh, shoot, I got to let you go quick. I want to show ifapray.org. Uh, this is the website, and just give me a real quick, uh, what do you want people to do? What can they do to help support what you do? Well, you got to understand Intercessors for America's three things, news, prayer, and action. We are a source of biblical news from a prayerful perspective. There's a community of people praying uh, pretty much around the clock, um, hundreds of thousands of us that are praying together. <clears throat> and then we encourage people that once they hear from the Lord to be involved with their legislators and lawmakers. So go to IFA Pray and get involved in news, prayer, and action by signing up. Absolutely. Dave, thank you for your time. You need to go. You have another, another interview, so I will say goodbye to you. And right, for buddy. those of you, Pleasure, yeah, thank you. For those of you watching, uh, get involved, man. Don't give up. Don't get disheartened. Appreciate you being a part of Life Today Live. Come back. we got more great interviews for you. We'll see you again next time. Let me get some good music. Here's some good music right there. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live. Yeah, it's good, All we say to America, be true to what you said on paper.